Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I've been waiting to meet this guy for months, ever since you met him in Banff. Aaron Badachka, czar of the RC universe. Radio-controlled vehicles of all shapes and sizes. Out of the, I believe there's almost 500 million accounts that have been made on YouTube. And for the views that we've accumulated, we're up in the top 750 most viewed channels of all time. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? If opportunity isn't knocking, then build a door. That's the secret. Make your opportunity, and when the opportunity is in front of you, don't be afraid to take it. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. This is a very special episode, not only because I have my co-host with me, Fred Keating, but because we're in a special location. Actually, this is a guest that we've had on the show before, but Fred was unable to participate in that episode because he was in Toronto at the time. But this is going to work out really well, Fred, because we are at a very special location where are we? We are somewhere almost under a rainstorm in beautiful western Canada, the Calgary region. Marvin, the places you dragged me to, honest to goodness. But I've been waiting to meet this guy for months, ever since you met him in Banff. Aaron Badachka, czar of the RC universe. Radio-controlled vehicles of all shapes and sizes. And now a wonderful playground to use them in. We're standing above the track at the RC Spark Studio. And Aaron, yeah, it's great to be here. We might have to cut this interview short or run indoors because there's a thunderstorm coming in, but we're going to do this thing. Tell us about this facility that you've built. That's sound effects provided by Mother Nature, Marvin. Oh yeah, of course. This Alberta prairie weather, you can always expect neat storms and beautiful days. You can have it everything you want, really have everything you want while you're out here. What is this platform that we're standing on, Aaron. So you are standing on the driver's stand where all of the drivers that come here to compete in various races or fly their airplanes in the sky uh, or different types of radio control vehicles, you get quite a lookout from up here. And this is all part of your YouTube venture. Tell us about RC Sparks, the YouTube venture. Sure. Um, so I'm the creator of a show called RC Adventures on YouTube. Uh, the show focuses around the radio control hobby and all of the fun and wonder and excitement that we've discovered that it has to offer folks. And uh, I started about eight years ago on YouTube sharing uh, some hobby video. And uh, I can tell you that here I am, about 770 million views into my journey on YouTube. And you guys get to be visitors here at this lovely place. Aaron, can you put this into perspective for us? How big is this? Well, for speaking about my YouTube channel specifically, out of the, I believe there's almost 500 million accounts that have been made on YouTube. And for the views that we've accumulated, we're up in the top 750 most viewed channels of all time. Now that's up there with Disney, that's up there with Nike, that's up there with Justin Bieber. That's everybody that has teams of people that are working on it. And here I am in the middle of Alberta prairies, and I'm able to do this with myself, my wife, and a few of my friends. And this is where the hard work and passion and dedication and determination 
thick skin and the ability and will to achieve, this is where it's a winning combination. So this is not like a broadcast television show where it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars or a million dollars or more to produce each episode. You're just doing it. I would like to say it's that easy. This poor ranch here, that, that, this, this was a, a hefty piece of pie just to get this rolling. But people out there say, we don't have the ability to do this or we don't have uh, the interest or I want to RC, but nobody else is around us. Then there's the initiative again. I had to go out, take the time to put groups together, have fun, make your own opportunity. If opportunity isn't knocking, then build a door. That's the secret make your opportunity and when the opportunity is in front of you don't be afraid to take it are you working on an album now that i should be aware of (laughs) (laughs) it drops in a month (laughs) well you've certainly got the list you'll have the viewers anyway when did this rc bug first bite you you know i was fortunate enough to get one of the tycos when i was six years old and here i am standing uh decades later picking up the hobby again once all the technology had caught up to our needs of wanting to roll through longer grass than just your lawn. So Aaron, we're walking and talking now. So, uh, you know, tell us about what we're seeing. When I when I purchased this, five, it's only five acres, and it's a dedicated film set. This is really where I come to work, and I have another home in the city, of course, where I come and spend more time with my family. But as you can see, in the summertime, it's beautiful out here. I've had to do a lot of uh, terraforming, a lot of landscaping. I've had to actually bring this farm. It's a, it's an old farm on a, on one of the homesteads that very nearby. Yeah, we're actually going over some. What do you call them, moguls? Now, well, these are double whoops for uh, for our big gas-powered trucks that are about a meter in length, about 70 horsepower each. And so this giant racetrack hosts uh, about 12 cars at a time. They all race around. If you guys want to check out on YouTube, we've got the Little Dirty uh, or the Big Dirty. That's where you can see these big trucks racing around on RC Adventures. Uh, Also, you can see a lot of our boating adventures on our YouTube channel on the canal that we talked about in this episode or airplanes. It's all there for you to discover on YouTube. And what happens over here at your shop? (laughs) A lot of repairs. (laughs) With great speed and great machines becomes great repair bills and a lot of time. So I do a lot of my in-studio tutorials here trying to help my fellow viewers and creators that are out there. uh, As well as where I do unboxing videos and we show our viewers new products that have come out onto the market that I think they would be interested in. So I see up here on the shelves you have have these marvelous airplanes and you have boats and you have trucks and you have... It does look a bit like Santa's work shop doesn't it with all the toys <laughs> well and and here's the unique thing about owning a film studio all of these what you guys are calling toys are actually studio props so you guys come on out here and we're all having fun with these different excavators and monster trucks and everything but legally and according to the tax man all of these are business expenses so what once used to be a hobby that cost me a fortune now i've turned it into a business that actually makes me a profit and gives me a better tax break and i'm spurring the economy so our listeners should really take note of that aspect of monetizing their own hobby. We have asked and suggested before that they check out those kinds of benefits of incorporating. 
Absolutely. And, and so even as a sole proprietor, when I started out or when I finally did incorporate because we had reached that level, the types of things, if you're a person that likes archery, if you're a person that likes sewing clothes or being a fashion designer, these are areas that you can get into, whatever it is, construction. If you want to do that, this is when you're turning your hobby, you love big machines into a job that you love. This is something that's always important to people in a good, healthy lifestyle. You have all sizes and shapes of RC vehicles. Have you a favorite? Everybody asks me what my favorite radio control hobby vehicle is. Is it a boat? Is it a a car? Is it an airplane? And I can say honestly between you and I and the folks that can actually afford to dabble in this higher end level of the hobby, any radio control vehicle that can bring me a smile for the day or make me forget that I'm an adult and I can play, that is my favorite one. I've been doing this for such a long time that I've been able to explore this hobby from one end of the globe to the other. And I can say that there are lots of products, lots of brands, and each one of them have fun and excitement to bring. Now you mentioned affordability, but this is more than a hobby for you, right? This is actually a business. And this business of RC videos is actually sort of being paid for in a way by YouTube, right? Tell us about this. Yeah, it's by Google and Google AdSense. Uh, Of course, YouTube is owned by Google. And I can say that when I started this show eight years ago, it started off more as a hobby. I was retiring from being an event DJ. And, you know, that was my after hours hobby uh, as I had a job during the day in the technical field. And in 2009, when a big world recession hit, uh, our whole company floor was laid off. I was just in that same week offered a partnership position within YouTube for them to advertise uh, banners and different pre-roll commercials onto my content on the site. And yes, I generate revenue on a percentage basis of how much revenue they earn. So here we are at this ranch with this wonderful track and all of these toys, which are kind of being paid for by the revenue that you generate through your channel. Tell us about this. It's about monetizing your creativity. Hey? It's about letting your passion actually lead your, your job destiny and actually making a physical change in, in what you want to do. And so by putting passion and perseverance and dedication into something that you love so much, if you do it for those reasons, the rest will follow. Did I hear you mention on our walk out to the track here something along the lines of a full scale Yeah, full scale. Uh, So what you're referring to, I think, is when I was chatting about in a few days, I'm having a robotic skid steer, or a lot of people commonly know them as bobcats. The skid steer I have is a caterpillar. It's uh, also partnered with a company called Torque that install robotics into the machine so you can have it on a remote control and operate the full-scale machine from outside of the vehicle. So you can be standing up here on the platform and have this thing clean out or Mm -hmm. smooth over or create uh, slopes for you on the track here. This is uh, the big boy toys and and really what it's designed for is where folks need to go in have work done in hazardous areas where mankind can't get in there and do their job. Gassy areas, that kind of uh, farm equipment, that kind of need for safety. That's why this is involved. Now, I have it here really just to show it to a more worldwide audience uh, because I am focused in the radio control hobby industry. This, for me, fits right in because I need to maintain our racetrack and whatnot. Might as well have the king of RCs there. Now, how do you come up with ideas like this for your episodes? A lot of people think, and I keep stressing the word hobby because really, for most folks, this is a hobby. For me, it's a lifestyle. And so morning, noon, and night over these years, I've been figuring out what I would like to play with 
And so when I figure out if I want to be in the air and fly like a bird, which plane or quadcopter, or most people are saying drones these days, am I going to take up and have fun with out in an area where there's no homes or houses to be, you know, endangering people. Uh, or if I want to rip around the track with a, a big gas powered, you know, one fifth scale short course truck and take some huge jumps and get some air that way. I've got the opportunity and you guys probably have noticed, but right behind you, there is a huge canal, an irrigation canal, as well as a huge pond. It could almost be called a lake. So for the ability for me to get up in the air or out on the ground or out on the back lake and do some racing and just to have some fun, it's always there. So there's really an endless number of episodes that you can be producing, and you've produced a lot so far. Tell us about this. Currently publicly available at the time of this recording, I have about 985 films coming up of 1,000 episodes of RC Adventures. I've produced many more than that, but of course we all have our learning episodes and things we're trying out. And so over time I've slimmed it out to keep my viewers seeing the quality content that I'd like them to have. And almost 800 million views. That's amazing. How have you pulled that off. I know our listeners want to know this. So I know everyone's looking for a magic answer and so I'm going to try to give you one a little bit. It seems a little bit common knowledge but until you hear it it's not common. A lot of YouTube channels I've seen rise and fall and really my channel isn't based on gossip based topics. I actually have a topic of robotics and radio control which really doesn't go with trend. If anything because of our views and how we view or film our shows we're actually trend setting and involving others into a hobby that they can go out and have fun with friends and family and really that's where the magic is there. If you serve good food at a restaurant, i.e. my videos to the viewers, they are going to come back to watch. If you can build a relationship and let YouTubers know about the personality that's showing them the product, that's the secret of YouTube, right? There's always you and there'll always be that. If you put them together, it's more than likely a success. What are the different types of interaction you have with your viewers? I'm interested in how one would interact with a, a crowd that large, but also I've, I've seen you one-on-one -on -one at conferences and conventions being able to interact with people who maybe have only seen you on the tube and now get to meet you in real life and a ton of dealers who are leaning on you for advice and counsel if not a little bit of promotion of their own product as well. Tell us about the challenges of, of interacting with a million viewers a day. It's a staggering number and there is a lot of pressure on someone to, to keep up and a lot of YouTubers actually I've noticed over the years I've been involved in the community don't take the time to comment in the comment section. They don't take the time to interact with the people that are actually there to consume what those producers are giving. So number one, I like click other people's comments. I let them know that I'm there. Being a part of a community for me means everybody takes part, not just the people that are watching the video. Videos. I'm there to create a relationship both when I'm filming in front of the camera and I speak directly to the viewer from almost trying to teleport them through their viewing device to make them feel like they're here. Getting them to know my friends and family by involving them again in the YouTube part of the community and really overall I use social media. I have Facebook, several accounts, my Instagram where I'll post teasers of upcoming videos so people that are really excited can go to my Instagram account at RC Spark Studio and find some content there. Now you've built this incredible audience and really in some cases it's bigger than some television shows out there in broadcast television. Did you ever consider taking this concept to a broadcaster. I've had broadcasters approach me on this. For me, and maybe it's the generation I'm in or the level of success we've already achieved, 
there's no purpose for me to move the show to television. I have a wider international audience every day, a global audience. And, and RC Sparks and the studio and, and the RC Adventure series really is becoming a household name without the necessary applications of a big broadcaster. YouTube is a platform that will allow you, if you're working or have a really unique and creative concept, to reach as many people as you like without limitations. So you're happy the way you are. You're earning a good living. You're doing the things you want to do. You have all of your creative freedom. I have all of the creative control. I can figure out which subject I'd like to cover for the day. If I want to do a do-it-yourself or a tutorial video to help out my viewers, that's another way I can help build the community and communicate with them. Or if I'm doing some sort of uh, scale-down adventure where I'm making these trucks look quite large and really activating people's imagination, that's that's where it's at. And think of the staff meetings. <laughs> How quick they are. Hey, I'm employee of the and month every month. All the coffee and donuts Don't tell my I wife. would want. <laughs> <laughs> Quick decisions and not a lot of people to uh, get consensus from. I think mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the kind of stuff you start to give away as soon as you start to get into alliances that may or may not stay in alignment with what you really want to be doing, saying, and showing. Do you have a, a tight-knit circle of advisors? You know, I'm fortunate enough to have helped out so many entrepreneurs in my industry over the last eight years that I do have other entrepreneurs that reach out to me to look for me to help give them better exposure with my targeted network. Because really, with 1.2 million subscribers at the time of this recording, I can say no one else in the world, which is quite unique, has this type of audience that really can convey a good, unique message, especially one of a hardworking entrepreneur. But you have to be careful about who or what you promote as well, do you not? I'm very careful about what I put on the show. I, I understand that brands are out there and everybody has brand favorites and every vehicle, big or small, will always have good and improvement areas that they can have. I'm really focused on the smiles and the happiness and the cool points of a product. I'm not into doing reviews. When I put something on the show, I'm very careful that I know what it is. I know that my viewers are going to really get some value out of it and more than likely they're going to have a great time because I'm already having a great time with it. Now the monetization of this then, is it almost entirely through the uh, Google ad revenue? Not entirely. My business is, is a little bit wider than that. But also one of the things I'd like to stress to the listeners of your show right now is the importance of building a personal brand. And really that's where a lot of my sales has come from. I've built the brand RC Sparks not on selling products. I don't sell radio control cars. I never have. I could easily but then my business model would have to include overhead and, and different things like that, where really, I don't need to do that right now. I'm a promoter of a great hobby, and that carries itself through. My shirts, my different merchandise that we have for brand promotion, that certainly is a factor. And yeah, I could be working with bigger brands myself, but really, I've kind of transcended past that point where to remain true to myself and the viewers, I, I don't need an Austin Mini rolling around here. You know, I don't need something like that. That's why I went with the skid steer. It was more targeted towards my audience and useful for me. And that's really, again, where community building comes from. Now, I know a lot of our listeners are, are listening to what you're saying here, Aaron, and they're thinking, wow, almost 800 million views. Wow. <laughs> me too. 1.4 million subscribers as of this date. And they're hearing us talk about this amazing track, this amazing ranch, this amazing facility. And we've barely talked about what's going on inside your shop with all of your toys there that we had a look at earlier. And they're thinking, I would love to do something like this. 
What advice would you have for them within their own hobby, within their own areas of expertise? Do it. I, I don't mean to give a short answer, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that you've already been thinking about it. What have you done about it? I had to go all cards in to say that I was going to be making radio control hobby videos for a living. Just like the gamers that are out there playing video games and other things we never thought possible, it became possible because we started to do it. So you can think about it and you can listen to podcasts and you can watch videos about how to do it. But until you actually have the nerve and the gumption and the tenacity to get up and say, okay, I've had enough. I want to change my life for the better and I'm going to do it until I'm done. That's how I got to this point now. And I'm still here having a great time. Another eight year overnight success, eh? Yeah, exactly. Another eight year overnight success. And yeah. when somebody says, uh, <laughs> Well, I guess what I'm hearing you say is uh, you have a choice, mm -hmm. the listeners that we're speaking to now. You can sit where you are and dream and eight years from now continue dreaming, or you could take some steps towards whatever that dream is, and eight years from now, there's no telling where you might be. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And one of the biggest pieces of advice that affected me was somebody that was a mentor of mine at that time had informed me that yes I was working a day job yes I couldn't just afford to get up and quit and leave and say oh I heard that podcast and the guy told me just to get up and do it I actually had to put in an extra half an hour every day after work this was the advice go home to your family put your kids to bed feed them and take a half an hour to work on your business yours because if you don't take the time to do it, it's not going to happen. And all the people that are going to bed and they're going to sleep and they're getting that extra half hour of sleep, good for them. But at the end of the year, you've got 180 hours that no one else did, but you did. And there you go. Fantastic advice, Aaron. Where can our listeners find out more about you? Definitely you can head over to rcadventures.com. That will forward you over to my YouTube channel. I do have a trailer uh, video that's running now that gives you a brief synopsis of what the channel is about. You can also head over to LinkedIn, Aaron Badochko, and uh, take it from there. I wanted to thank Aaron for sharing his personal and professional paradise with us here today. And I know that you open this to friends and family and to the public for events. I think it's terrific. And I was inspired by what that supervisor of yours told you. It reminded me of something my grandfather told me once. He said, any person ought to be able to be a success only working half a day. And whether it's the first 12 hours or the second 12 hours doesn't really matter. But get your 12 hours in. Nailed it. <laughs> well, thanks for having us as your guest on your ranch today, Aaron. Oh, it's always good to have me being a guest on your show, Monetizing Your Creativity. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.